Welcome to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor and comedian. I live in Hollywood and I can eat an entire Sara Lee cheesecake entirely by myself. I haven't seen it, but I don't even want to imagine it. And I'm Matthew Dempsey. And Alec, what am I? Uh, you're a psychotherapist. And? You're a multicultural psychotherapist. Very good, thank you. I, I got am it those right. things. You got oh, it right. Oh, wow. See, <laughs> I, I have been listening. Now um, we know. Have you ever had a Sara Lee cheesecake? I don't, I don't really care so. for frozen cakes. I don't or know. That, but, yeah. but it's it's one of the better ones. Well, I love cheesecake. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think that I was <laughs> I opened it up one time. I think I was I was single and I just started picking at it. And then the next thing I knew, though, I ate eaten the entire thing. So you're basically like Miranda Hobbs eating an entire cake out of the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> sex in the city reference. I'm not, you know, and it, it was unusual for me because I'm more of a savory person. Um, today's topic is nutrition, by the way. Because yeah. Fantastic, fantastic guest that we're so excited about. Dr. Yes. Ian is going to be with us today. So excited. But um, yeah. nutrition, you're a sweets person. I'm, a, I'm, I'm honestly just kind of an everything person. I'm mm. savory and sweets. It just it kind of depends on what my mood is and what I'm going for. But yeah, I mean, for sure, my go-to is like ice cream and cookies. Mm. Just mashed up together, just nonstop, and it will have to be the entire pint. I'm not like trying to have. I can't eat ice cream anymore. I'm not. I'm lactose intolerant. Like I have to eat it on the toilet. Like I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like double duty. Yeah. No. I will. Duty. Emphasis on the duty. Um, No. But what about dairy free ice cream? Oh yuck! Who wants to eat that? Like they listen. There are some good ones. There are some good ones. Which ones? There's no such thing as good dairy free ice cream. Okay. Can, well, can you actually eat um, Halo Top? It is dairy, but they remove a lot of the fat from it. How do they do that? I is don't that know like Olestra? I'm not an ice cream maker. Do you remember Olestra? Sure. That 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 potato chip oil. Oh, and it made everybody have leaky poos. Yeah, they said it all. It, it may cause <laughs> anal leakage, and I was. I was uh, <laughs> yes, I think that's when collectively we became familiar and acquainted with that term. I know anal, but it's kind of like back. It, it really kind of begged the question. It's like, would you rather be a skinny person who shits themselves every morning? <laughs> Or a fat I mean, person sure. with no poop problems whatsoever. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, you always steer me away from the poop. You're always like, I'm sensing a lot of poo shame from you, Matthew. All right. Let me ask you, what's your, what's been your <laughs> changing the subject? He's totally changing. He hates poo. The art of conversation. Let me yeah. ask you, what is your, or what's been your experience with your own diet and also your mood? Have you been able to see kind of a, a correlate? Well, um, the last, like right now, uh, during the quarantine, I've, I've kind of eaten what I've wanted to eat and drank what I wanted to drink. And I've gained about 15 pounds. Yeah. So lately I'm kind of getting back on the stick. I'm going back to my gym class, which is a social distancing gym class. And I've lost uh-huh. a little bit of weight. Oh, great. Um, you shouldn't be out of breath when you put on your socks. <laughs> That's just, you know, and also I'm an Oompa Loompa. I mean, I'm so short. My feet are in this zoom meeting right now, like right <laughs> below my chin, but it, it, if when I gain weight, it shows up right away. Right. So um, I have to be really careful about what I eat. And also, I'm 55. My metabolism's yeah. changed. But wait when a minute. I, I'm, but I'm not asking you necessarily about how quickly you gain weight or can lose it. I'm saying mm-hmm. specifically with the kinds of foods you eat, do you notice that it impacts your mood? Oh, oh, yeah. I wasn't listening to the question properly, was I? How it affects my mood. Um, I do get hangry. 
Yeah. I do. I when I, and I think that's a low blood sugar thing. Yeah. And, and so when I do eat, I'm like, I, I love food. I really love food. So yeah. food actually makes me happy. Like I, I, when I'm eating, I'm like, ah, oh, Yes, but okay, but there are times, okay, there are times when I'm just like, you know, shoveling whatever into my mouth, like whether it's mm-hmm. pizza or ice cream or whatever else, and it feels good in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just kind of like, you know, right. flooding my brain with all the best chemicals. And then afterwards, the regret. But then afterwards, my body feels gross. I feel heavy. I feel lethargic. It's not even necessarily yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling fat. It's not that. It's just I actually feel not great. I feel that body. way after fast food. Like, yeah, exactly. like once in a while, I'll get a bug up my ass. I'm like, I want to get some fast food from the drive. And so I'll go to the <laughs> drive-thru and then I'll, I'll, I'll scarf it all down. Yeah. Um, I also go to the McDonald's if I'm like traveling, because if the plane crashes, I, you know, oh, I'm right. going to yeah. eat French fries. So, uh, <laughs> and then, but then afterwards, the food is so processed. There's kind of like a waxy feeling in my mouth and I yeah. feel really like, Ugh. Yeah, totally. You just, I it's mean, just not, feel lethargic. And so it's when not I an energizing it, food, no, it's not. And so it's like whenever I'm, whenever I have like a few days of just like really eating clean, just making sure that it's like a lot of veggies, a lot of greens, and just kind of lean proteins and like that kind of stuff, hmm. I for sure always feel better. Like I just feel better. I don't feel hmm. as you know, kind of down and depressed. And okay, what, what's a, what's a, um, a Matthew Debsey psychotherapist uh, meal look like when you're eating clean? Uh, okay. Well, let's say last night for dinner, I made, I kind of just have like put together this uh, dish where I make, um, kind of like a turkey sausage meatball. Right. Mm. Okay. So that, Mm. um, and then I like, we'll roast like some broccolini and I Mm, toss that in with, toss it in with like cauliflower rice. And I use this amba sauce, which is like a fermented mango sauce. You can get it Mm. at Trader Joe's. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, so it's like really flavorful and it's like super healthy and clean and it's like really filling. Like you wouldn't, it doesn't feel like it's like a healthy Fermented dish. mango sauce? It's a fermented mango sauce. This yeah. is the first I've heard of this. What's it's it called Amba. Again? Amba. Amba. Is Amba. it like, is it like tart? Like, a, um, like those, um, those jellies not, that you get at an Indian restaurant? What it are those is. Things? Yes, it is. It, 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 it is kind of like an Indian. It's got, it's kind of like a, a, it's got like a kick to it. There's like some turmeric. It's, uh, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have so to find- that's, that's a healthy meal. Well, I have to talk to our guest today about like the kind of diet that's sustainable where I'm eating things that I enjoy. Yeah. Otherwise, I think the hardest thing about like um, dieting is is the feeling that you're being deprived. Yeah, Or you're totally. feeling like um, what I'm really missing is the gym. Is do you that, like that do you cardio. like to cook? Do you like to cook? I love to cook. I cook every oh, day. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I love to cook too. And I find that that's what's helpful for me is that I then actually get experimental. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it becomes almost like a challenge, you know, like I'm on Food Network. Like, how can I actually make this dish actually right. pretty good? And you could, I love, like my, my cooking channel is YouTube. I have YouTube and the New York Times um, cooking app. Yeah. And you could find everything and anything. Last night I had a uh, fish in a coconut curry over uh-huh. rice. And there you go. Just Delicious. How would you, okay. How would you describe your relationship to food? Mm, I'm kind of like, I don't, I, I, I eat. Not what do you eat? How would you describe your relationship, My relationship to, food? to food? Yeah. Is, is on and off. I think being an actress, I've done really extreme things with my body. Okay. Um, like if, we're, if, we're, if food were, were a person, how would you describe your relationship to somebody else? Oh, it would be um, uh, uh, intermittently, I love you, go away. (laughs) (laughs) So truly on and off. 
Well, yeah. No consistency. It, 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 it kind of depends Commitment on pro- issues. Professionally, I mean, to me, it's kind of like uh, if I, you know, I've had a lot of movies where I had to be skinny. And so I would just stop eating and kind of, you know, train really, really hard and, and yeah. eat as clean as I could. But, you know, for me to be the weight that I was in like during Ugly Betty or in an Adam Sandler movie, I was eating very, very little. Yeah. And that was just that was just a really hard model to sustain. Yeah. And I even got to a point where I was eating so little that I got into that. You were eating so and little you got into that? What do you mean? I got I I was eating so little that I wasn't hungry that, that oh, food actually became repulsive to me. And it. for the very first time I understood anorexic people. Yeah. I was like the rush of power of control, of control. over my entire body. Yeah. That if I and getting out of it, my, my husband was like, eat something. You're gross. Yeah. I don't like you like this because I was literally like, I don't want to eat anything. There is, good, there, is, there is a bit of a high that comes from that. I myself have gone through kind of waves of that too, especially kind of like during the summer, right? Like where I, where I just really want to get like super snatched and just like really mm-hmm. tight and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of, you know, you know, trick myself into thinking I'm eating really healthy, but I'm actually kind of like abstaining from some like meals, you know? And right. it's just, and it's not good. It's and it not just, good for and it, you. And, no. And it, and it, not only does it, you know, kind of take a toll, which Dr. You can tell us about, take a toll on our actual physical bodies, but the psychology of things too, that when we're trying to, you know, kind of withhold food or, you know, eat in a certain kind of way and be like, you know, overly conscious about that stuff, then we're reinforcing all this negative bullshit that that's what matters and not who we are, you know? And it's like that quote that says, uh, you can hate yourself into a version you love. So you can't, you know, starve yourself Ooh. into a version you love either. Oh, you can't hate yourself into a version you love. I thought my 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 version of that is you can be miserable, fat or thin. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can be filled with as much self-loathing, fat or thin. And I, I know that when I was like, I'm not kidding, like 100, 100 pounds, 110 yeah. pounds, because yeah. I, um, I was just as <laughs> miserable. Yeah. <laughs> So might as well, so might as well have a happy belly. Might as well have a happy belly. Dad, what are you going to do? Listen, I think that's a perfect segue to bring on our guest. All right, everybody. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest, Dr. Ian Smith. He is currently the new solo host of the nationally syndicated Emmy award-winning television show, The Doctors. And he is a number one New York Times bestselling author. His books include Shred, The Revolutionary Diet, Super Shred, Blast the Sugar Out. Oh, we got to talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> clean and lean and of course his latest book that's going to be released on october 1st and he's so smart that's mm-hmm. why he's sexy i think the brain is the sexiest organ he attended harvard college harvard <laughs> received a master's from columbia university just like you hello he went to Dartmouth medical school and the and he completed his medical study at the university of chicago and the best thing about him is he's crazy about us. We were just yes. on his show, The Doctor. We were. Please welcome to the program, Dr. Ian Smith. Yay. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. I, uh, what, what do you think is the biggest mistake people make about food? Like when you're breaking down like food literacy for people, what's the first thing you, you're looking at? I think people really don't appreciate food, um, like the essence of food. Like mm. people... People use use food outside of its real intention, right? Food is sustenance. Food is mm-hmm. is meant to sustain us. It's our fuel. It's like you go to the gas station to put the best fuel in your car possible so your car runs well. Well, mm-hmm. food is our fuel, and people forget that concept. Now, I'm not saying you can't have fun with food. By all means, you can. But you got to remember what the core value of food is. And so the idea is that people really don't pay attention when they're eating. They don't pay attention to what they're buying. Like, like I always say, 
you need to eat mindfully. Like mm. you should eat slowly, really try to taste the flavors. Think about um, how the food makes you feel. Can you dis discern between, you know, a spice and something else? I mean, it really, food is kind of an experience. Mm. And I think that we either abuse it mm. or we underappreciate it or we misuse it. Mm. I do all three of those things. So, <laughs> but you would say just trying to slow things down and actually just becoming more present, mindful with how you're eating, that there's something that can be helpful in uh, your diet. 100%. A lot of people do what's called mindless eating. So yeah. they're sitting there watching TV, they're eating, or mm. they pick up their food and they're walking and eating, or they're in the car eating. Think about it. You're not really focusing on the food. It's just yeah. doing something else and multitasking. And so you don't really appreciate the food. Also, when you slow down and have like a nice conversation over food, that allows you to actually slow down. And when you're eating, you don't, because this is why people eat too much, by the way. They eat so fast mm -hmm. that they override the body's natural um, stimulus to slow down eating. So right. the way, I mean, we're kind of getting off a little bit, but this is very No, 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 this yeah, is yeah. great. This is great because I'm a fast eater. I can't like, I like, <laughs> I eat like I'm going to the electric chair. Like I, I've seen it. He shovels it in right before I, we started. I show. just, I love food. I, it, it's like, I, I am rushing the sensation. Like I can't, like I stuff a sandwich into my mouth. Like it's, yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not pretty. So let me show you then. So basically this is your stomach, right? Mm. Your stomach, your stomach has in the lining, Yes. They're called stretch receptors. So when your stomach expands when you're eating, mm. it triggers the stretch receptors, which send a message to your brain and say, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm getting full, right? I'm getting full. <laughs> and when you're fully stretched, you're like, that's it, no more. My, my stomach's full, right? So when you eat really fast, this is what happens. Um, you go, boom, but uh -huh. you're eating so much food that you don't give a chance for this to work and send a message to your brain. And so, <laughs> <laughs> when you eat fast, you override stretch receptors. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Ian, you're talking to two gay men talking about your stretch receptors. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, is it getting hot? Are you guys hot? Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> I, I was wondering why you guys are... You know, no, it was like, this is like that song, Killing Me Softly. <laughs> You're just telling me my whole life. Oh I mean, it's, but yeah. that's the thing is like my brain Alec, do you is getting that I'm full. Receptors? Uh, well, yes. first, of all, first of all, those stretch receptors actually don't have the same response, right? So <laughs> those, those stretch receptors behave differently, actually. What stretch um, receptors are you talking about? <laughs> well, the ones you're talking about, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Listen, um, remember uh, like a couple years ago, maybe in the last 10 years when everybody was doing the, um, the, 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 the lemonade fast with the cayenne pepper. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did that a couple times, uh, uh, you know, usually when the season of a television show would start and I wouldn't recommend it, but it really does kind of like flush you out. But it, what it did for me was it made me aware of how mindlessly I eat. Yeah. Because when it was restricted to one thing and one thing only, that awful lemonade that you have to drink, like, and on the 10th day, when you have a glass of orange juice, it's like an ice cream sundae. It's just the most delicious thing you've ever had. <laughs> and then, and then while I was on it, I was also, my sense of smell was like a dog. It's like I could, I could smell people cooking in <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, 
it made me aware of how mindlessly I eat just like a, just, you know, reflexively reaching for a bag of chips or, yeah. or eating something while I'm watching television. I think the mindful eating is, is, is the key of, of really being mindful of what you eat, but there's always the emotional component yes. of eating. Do you ever, I, I, I think that unless you address that, you're just going to end up in the same place. So this is the question that Matthew was asking you before. What is your relationship to food, right? So mm. for some people, food is a friend. Um, food is medication. Mm -hmm. um, food is there to boost them. It doesn't talk back to you. You mm -hmm. can put it away. Like you said, you said, sometimes I want you, sometimes get away from me. Mm -hmm. You can put it away when you want. You can bring it when you want. So in my book, I wrote this book called uh, Mind Overweight, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. in this book, a lot of this is, it's, well, it's all psychology, right? And a big part of it is, one whole chapter is, what is your relationship to food? We have to fix your relationship to food. But you first have to identify, when do you eat? Like, do you eat because you're really hungry? Or do you eat because you had a bad day at the office, someone mm. yelled at you, you go home and you pig out? Or because mm. your spouse, right? Your spouse, you're having an argument with your spouse, so you go eat something. So why are you eating? And I think that people have to ask themselves that question. And once you get to the root of that, by the way, guys, then you can understand, okay, I need to work on this. When I'm upset, I'm not going to go to food. I'm going to play an instrument. I'm going to walk. I'm going to play with a dog. Whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Okay. Eden, is there is there a physiological telltale sign for, for all of us where we can kind of decipher, is this an emotional thing or is this actually a physiological? The telltale like sign is that you're fat. That's when you have a bad relationship with your food. No, I mean, what is it? Is it like, you know, a rumbling in your stomach? Like, what, like how can you tell? So it's interesting. So there's no telltale sign like that um, of what your relationship is and, and, and why you're eating. But what you, it's, 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 it's how you, I say to people, before you eat, ask yourself, why am I eating? Honestly. Yeah. Yes. Because I just ate half an hour ago. So yeah. <laughs> am I really hungry or am I doing it because I'm bored? Some yeah. people are just bored, by the way, they have nothing mm. to do. And eating is easy. Like I was with my mother the other day and we just had dinner, literally. We sat down, we had dinner. And like 30 minutes later, she's picking over the leftovers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, what do you mean? I said, we just ate. We had a full yeah. meal and you're like, you know, doing this, doing that. No, no, no. So so people have to ask themselves why they're How eating. did your mother respond to you, uh, you know, uh, a pick shaming her? <laughs> <laughs> Shaving. Yeah, she listened to me because you know what? You know, I say to her all the time, "Hey, mom, I wrote the book." Yeah, <laughs> you certainly did. Yeah, you and you have you the know, bona fides to, I really, to I back actually, that up. I relate to that actually. I was a couple nights ago. I was at a friend's house and we were having dinner. And of course, he put out, aside from you know just like a great meal, he also had kind of a you know a few dishes out of like you know a marcona almonds and then like olives and stuff. Mm. And I'm 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 pretty intentional, right? Like I'm I'm pretty aware, mindful of why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And I'm literally just like shoveling handfuls of this stuff into my mouth. And I'm mm. like, I know I'm not even hungry, and I actually just don't fucking care. <laughs> like I'm just gonna mm -hmm. keep eating it. Mm -hmm. But at least I was mindful of it, so I had that stuff. Yeah. Um, so let me just also say, guys, that, you know, food is medicine. It really is. I mean, it helps with all kinds of things, particularly your mood, right? Food is a great mood booster. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about the ability to try to use your nutrition, not just for fuel, for energy, but use it to make your body better. Use it to help you maximize your performance. You know, I'm an athlete. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I lift weights, I lift a lot of weights. So when I lift weights, I want to get my protein in within an hour mm. to get my muscles building, right? And so I like the idea of people looking at food to how they could use it in a constructive, positive way.
Yeah. yeah. What would you say? What are some, what are some great go-to foods just to say like, you know, elevate your mood, right? Like not even necessarily about kind of what a weightlifting, but what That's it can actually great question. lift your yeah. mood. So you got to think about serotonin. Serotonin is the neurotransmitter in the brain that's responsible for mood. So you want to increase mm. the amount of serotonin in your brain and your mm. body makes you feel better. In fact, when people are depressed, they give them um, basically serotonin, you know, um, replacement, basically. They're mm -hmm. giving serotonin or, or they're helping their body uptake the serotonin, but that's a whole complicated right. chemistry. But here's the deal. Things like this, nuts and seeds are great because nuts... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Let the record show. I didn't, you were the one who giggled first. I know. <laughs> I see. I see right through your eyes. Both I know. Anyway. He's forced. Dr. Ian's the one forcing us to talk about sex parties on his show, and then he's talking about oh, nutting yeah. and seeding on hey, ours. How hey, the tables have turned. Come on, come on. That was your first question to me on your program, on your national syndicated no, you program. No, Alec, you volunteered that info. He asked uh, well, me. Well, you know what? I, well, he asked the question, what do you think about sex parties? And I'm like, they're not that big a deal. Okay, All right, so nuts, nuts, and, and seeds. nuts and seeds. I love nuts and seeds. I do. Yeah. They have something called tryptophan. And tryptophan is what is an amino acid that is the base of serotonin. So nuts and seeds will help you build more serotonin. Uh, bananas have vitamin B6. I love bananas. That also can drive your, your serotonin production. Okay. Uh, fatty fish like salmon, they have um, omega-3s. That eat a lot of fish. Yeah, I love salmon. It's uh, Omega-3s are related to lower rates of depression. Whole mm. grains are important. Um, mm. Things that have antioxidants, fruits and veggies are great because antioxidants can lower your inflammation and inflammation tends to be associated with depression. So their uh, okay. dark chocolate, dark chocolate is great. Uh, mm. yes. That's good for mood. So there are a lot of mood boosting foods. Now I'm not saying overindulge in them. I'm not saying that they should replace medication if you need them, yeah. but it's something you may add to the mix. It's yeah, all about balance. Sure. It's not like for I'm sure. going to eat an entire bunch of bananas right now in order to boost my mood. But the <laughs> thing is like uh, Dr. Smith, uh, is that I'm so glad I have you on the show today because um, you know it's not the thing about nutrition it's it's all bodies are different right it's not a one size fits all thing and mm -hmm. as a 55 year old man it, it's I'm finding that you know my metabolism has slowed down when I was in my 20s I had the metabolism of a hummingbird I could mm -hmm. eat whatever I wanted and I never gained an ounce and I was like skinny <laughs> as a rail and now I drink a glass of wine and I can't tie my shoes. So are there, are there things that I can do now that are there, are there, are there, are there nutritional steps that I can do now at this age to boost my metabolism, to reignite it? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that real fast. So basically at about the age of 30, most of us, our metabolism is up here. And at 30, we start doing this. Oh yeah. Okay. At 30, my metabolism changed. That's when it changed. I dated a guy in New York city. All we did was eat Chinese food and drink wine all summer. And I gained 15 pounds. And I'd never gained weight before. I was like, God damn it. Well, you weren't having enough sex because sex actually is a great calorie burner. So you should have countered it with the sex. Uh, a sexless uh, relationship. There you go. See, you got to give it up. <laughs> uh, but listen, so at the age of 30, it's going down like this, right? And so what happens is all of a sudden, stuff we were doing before, like, like you said, eating, not having to exercise really, all of yeah. a sudden, we had a pound, two pounds, three pounds. Uh -huh. so, you can't change what's called your BMR. That's your basal metabolic rate. That means that is what your body's regular metabolic rate is if you were just laying in bed like this. If you're just laying down, what's your metabolic rate? Okay. Now, now here's the key. 
let I'm just gonna make this up. Let's say your right. your basal metabolic rate was 1,000 calories, which means mm -hmm. you need 1,000 calories to satisfy the needs to live, right? Okay. Even flying down, you need energy. By the way, right? Your heart right. beat. So if you need, if your BMR is 1,000 and you're consuming 3,000, 4,000 calories in a day, mm -hmm. and and let's say you work out, let's say your movement during the day, you need another 750 calories for that. Mm -hmm. So between your BMR and your movement, you require 1750, 1750 calories to break even, right? Once you go above that 1750, let's say you ate 4,000 calories. It's all supplemental. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you have 2250 calories in excess. Mm -hmm. And your body has to do something with the excess. Remember, Newton said energy can neither be created nor destroyed. That's right. what 100 calories has to go somewhere. Where does it go? Yeah. Yeah. My belly. What would you, okay, what would you tell to pe for people like myself? Like I do not count calories, but I do want to try to kind of like find some balance. Like, do you have any tips for people on maybe how they might be able to gauge it if they're not do being very mathematical about it? Yeah, well, well, let's talk numbers first. My, and you know, you ask a thousand doctors and nutritionists leave a thousand right. answers. My belief, if you're trying to maintain weight for a guy, mm -hmm. you'll probably want to stay around 25, 2700 calories for a guy. Okay, that's doable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for a woman, it's probably up around 1,900 calories. And it's not because guys are better than women. It's not sexist. It's because men have more lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And so the more lean muscle mass you have, the higher your metabolism because muscles require energy to live. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's what my trainer says, that that uh, um, adding muscle actually slows down the aging process. Because it, yes. it, it, at the age where you normally would atrophy, you're actually building muscle. 100%. Oh. 100%. Um, okay, so here's the deal. So I say the numbers... I, those are the numbers. Now, if you don't want to pay attention to numbers, I look at it this way. If you had three meals, you want to eat at least two clean meals a day. Clean mm -hmm. means we're mm -hmm. processed ingredients. So I'm going to give you a day. So morning, you have some oatmeal, you have some fruits. I like, I like uh, berries or like mm. bananas in my oatmeal. Mm -hmm. You want to have a glass of juice. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a morning. Or you could have a yogurt parfait in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. For lunch, you could have a nice salad with some protein. Put mm -hmm. some fish in there, some mm -hmm. diced chicken. Mm -hmm. So you, you've now had two solid meals that are really clean and really healthy. Mm -hmm. For dinner, you may say, hey, listen, I want to splurge a bit. I want to have pizza. I want to have lasagna. You can get away with that. But you can't have two of the three meals. Oh. You can't eat pizza all day long. <laughs> you, you can't can have a hot dog, a hamburger, and okay. the ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> Those are three dirty meals. Who are you channeling right now? I don't know. I don't know. That's just the voice. That's the bad eating okay. voice in my head. It's like, right, hey, how about another piece of cake? <laughs> what I've always heard is that, you know, from, I guess, from a lot of nutritionists or maybe even trainers that, you know, you could, you could have like one cheat meal a week, but you're saying one cheat meal a day? Well, I, didn't call, I don't like the word cheat, first of all. Mm. Uh, good call. Good call. Listen, guys, the first thing I say in all my books is no one's perfect. I'm never going to ask you to be perfect because it's, it's unrealistic. Yeah. So I like to say fun food. So listen, sometimes I'm going to be at a, at a game, right, at a basketball game. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going to have a slice of rainbow cake. And I, yeah. on my Instagram, you can see me eating a hunk of rainbow cake. Now, mm -hmm. it's this big. I don't eat the whole thing. I mm. eat like a quarter of it. But right. I had some. So I always say incorporate stuff into your program rather than say, Okay, today's my cheat day because yeah. you feel you you're you're vilifying those foods and saying those are bad foods. Yeah. They're not bad foods. They're just not the healthiest of foods. But but it's part of the whole repertoire. Yes.
You know, that's so good. I actually, I, I listened to Shonda Rhimes like a few years back, talk about the book that she wrote called My Year of Yes. And yes. one of the things that she talked about in that was how much she was constantly telling herself no for all these different kinds of foods. No, you can't eat that. No, you can't. Like as trying to shame herself into not eating. And what she realized was that it was that specific strategy that was having her go crazy and just binge mm-hmm. and just overindulge. And the moment mm-hmm. that she switched that for herself and said, I'm going to say yes to anything. If I want that cupcake, I'm going to have it. And what she realized was that she would pick up the cupcake, have a bite, and she like didn't need any more because she gave herself license anyway. I think portions are crazy. Like I was in Tokyo a couple of years ago and it, it, at the McDonald's in Tokyo, the portions are the size of like what actual hamburgers used to be in the States in the oh. 70s. Like they were really stop, 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 small. Stop, stop, stop. Wait, hold on. You went to one of the world's greatest cities. I love Tokyo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was a cultural exchange of, uh, of sorts. I would eat in the department stores all day long. I would graze, you know how they have all the great food in the department stores. And it was all like seaweed and sushi and fish. And then I had one day where I was like, let's check out the McDonald's. And I went and the portions were really small. My point is we eat gargantuan, like yes. remember restaurants Our when sizes. we used to eat at restaurants. I would always like split something with somebody. And they'd be mm. like, I don't want to split something and I want my own thing. But it's like when the food comes, it's gigantic. And if you split a portion in a restaurant with somebody, yeah, you know, it's, it's usually more than enough. Yeah. Wait, in America, it's way more than enough unless you mm-hmm. go to a beefy foo-foo, you know. Oh, yeah, where it's like <laughs> when I, yeah, an yeah. amuse-bouche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. but, but portion size in this country is outrageous. And here's my theory behind this. Ready? Here's, here, we, here we go. When I was a kid, um, they used to have these like, big boys in Shonies, right? When they, they became really mm. popular, right? All you can mm-hmm. eat. And what mm. happened is people would go to these places and they would say, because in America, let's be honest, it's all about how can I get over it a lot of times, right? So people would go to these places and they sit down and say, you know what? I'm going to eat three meals at this place and only pay $9.99. Yeah. And so I'm Get over it. I'm going to beat the restaurant. I'm going to beat yeah. them. Okay, oh. you're beating the restaurant, but you're also indulging 6,000 freaking calories. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you won. You had $25 in food and you paid 10 bucks, but now you're walking away. You can barely walk, by the way. Your stomach's yeah. <laughs> And so the mindset, hey, by the way, same thing with the big gulp. When I was a kid, big gulp 7-Eleven. Yeah. That was never my thing. I never, I never wanted to drink that much soda. But, but but most people said, holy cow, like for only a dollar, I'm going to have like, uh, yeah. right? And so the the mentality in America always is bigger, better. And if I can pay less for it, I'm getting over it. So yeah. everyone starts jumbo sizing, restaurants start jumbo sizing their portions because everyone was going to all these, you, all these, all you can eat buffets, right? Yeah. And so now you walk into an Italian restaurant and one plate of pasta can feed three to four people. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. My point is, the sharing is a great idea. Like going and saying, "Hey, guys." Plus, you save money. But uh, but saying, "Hey, guys, who wants to split something?" And then guess what? If it's not enough, then you can order something. Then you can order something else. Yeah, Yeah. tell that to my husband. He's like, "I want my own." (laughs) Uh, So you did a whole book about sugar, about like, yeah. yeah, And I think that uh, did you watch that documentary that Katie Couric did, Fed Up, where it was about. The sugar, it was about the sugar lobby and how this entire country is addicted oh, to sugar. Addicted to sugar, yeah, for sure. And how the sugar lobby has controlled like the nutritional labels. They can't, they, they've actually um, had it passed that they don't have to say how much sugar is in something. 
Wow. So I purposely didn't watch it because when I'm writing something, um, I never want to be influenced yeah. uh-huh. by other creations. When I'm writing my mysteries, because I write mysteries, when I write those mysteries, I never read some of my favorite authors because even if even if I don't consciously do it, subconsciously it gets in your brain. So that's a long Wait, answer. you to write say. mysteries? You didn't know that? You're like a renaissance man. I didn't know man. that either. Like I imagine like in the next five minutes, you're like, I'm a wild animal <laughs> trainer in my spare time. <laughs> no, that's Joey Exotic, my friend. Well, <laughs> yeah. So this right here is my third mystery. Wow. It's on Amazon.com. It's called The Unspoken. And um, yeah, so I love mysteries. Oh, what's being What's being unspoken? What's unspoken, Dr. Ian? So, you ready? So um, sorry, we're off topic, guys. But basically, it's a um, ex-detective from the Chicago Police Department mm. who becomes a private investigator because he refuses to participate in a cover-up in the CPD. So he, he hangs his own shingle up, and he takes on very select cases around the city of Chicago. His first case, The Unspoken, is a wealthy white girl from the North Shore of Chicago. Is and there the mother- any other kind? Right. <laughs> and the mother comes and says to him, basically, his name is Ash Kane, by the way. And the mother says to him, I want you to find my daughter. Ah, uh, and wow. she was buried under a pile of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but like sugar, like sugar for me is like my guilty pleasure is wine. And anytime I cut out wine, I lose weight. It's like wine is like I have to really watch my wine intake. Uh, like I could, I because I enjoy a glass of wine, um, plural. You have to understand that <laughs> alcohol basically is liquid calories, and yeah. people think that oh, it's, I'm drinking, there's no problem. But a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. Mm-hmm. So when you drink alcohol, I, in one of my books, I forget which one, but I I, I made it uh, analogous to drinking fat. Because yeah. when you mm. look at the amount of calories in it, it's just like drinking liquid yeah. fat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, when you say you stop drinking wine, you lose weight because you're cutting out a lot of calories. What's the best thing to drink? I, I generally tend towards like tequila and mezcal because I because I think I heard that that's the better. Yeah. Of, if we just drink rubbing alcohol, yeah. does that have no calorie content at all? If we just drink straight Guide green us. moonshine. Guide us. Direct us, yeah. Dr. Ian. What should we drink? Well, you sound like someone who's uh, in Washington suggesting that people drink disinfectant and alcohols like that. So <laughs> I'm not Trump. That's bad. That's bad. That's a really great idea. Um, anyway, um, no, alcohol, honestly, wine actually is probably the best. Alcohol, red wine, um, has, anti, has, has resveratrol, uh, which is an a antioxidant. Uh, it's, it's, but it's the quantity, right? I mm. mean, the quantity of wine is like this much. Mm-hmm. Even though the glasses, people should stop making glasses this big. Like, <laughs> Okay. Like that Amy Schumer glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's really about this much. And mm-hmm. um, so if I had to go for, I would say red wine is great. Obviously, light beers. I'm a, I don't drink alcohol, but light beers. Red, you're saying red wine because of all the things that you said it has, and also is it less caloric? It's, it's some of it can be less caloric for, for definitely less caloric than mixed drinks. Mixed drinks okay. are. They're heavy. They're, oh they're, yeah, because I mean, of the fruit what, juice. But what about just tequila or mezcal? No mixers. <laughs> Um, not bad. Not, I would put it on the scale five being the worst. I'd put it about a three. Okay. All right, Matt, you okay. and me shots yeah, right after this. Let's do yeah, it. Cause the doctor said we could. Yes. We're experimenting. It's for work. Let's I'm work curious, Dr. Ian Smith, what, what kind of foods did you grow up eating? Where, where, where did you grow up? My family is from the South. Mm-hmm. So I grew up eating old fashioned oh. black soul food. Mm. Um, you know, I mean really ribs and, um, 
fried and oh my goodness. Here's a funny story. Ready for this? Okay. So, so we grew up eating that kind of food because my grandparents, that's where they come from. That's what we cook, right? It's very cultural. So mm-hmm. when, my, when I went to college um, in Boston, my brother, my twin brother, twin brother. Um, oh, um, wow. Identical? Yeah. Identical, yeah. Oh, my imagination just went crazy for a second, so you're going to have to give me a moment. Okay, continue. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) God. So the first night, we go to Harvard. We're at Harvard. It's time to eat. We go to the dining room. You both got into Harvard? Yes, we went to Harvard together. Damn. Wow. My mother was was the bomb, trust me. Uh, It's not us, it's her. But anyway, so we're we're at the dining hall, and we go in there, and the food was horrific. Like, we didn't eat uh, uh, vegetables that were crunchy. Like, you know, we eat the vegetables, it's soft. It's yeah, got yeah. Butter, Mushy. Like, Collard greens. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. it's like, what is this? So we couldn't eat. We literally could not eat. And the milk, they had like um, uh, 2% reduced milk. Yeah. Or milk. Yeah. What's the point? This stuff is water. It's white water. Yeah, yeah. So listen to this. So we'd go to Harvard Square, and we would eat every meal at Harvard Square. We found this nice little place called Leo's. This little greasy spoon, and we got cheese steaks and all this kind of stuff. About two weeks in, we ran out of money. We absolutely <laughs> ran out of money. And so we had to eat the food in the dining hall. Oh, my goodness. It was torture. <laughs> but by the time the semester was over, guys, we actually were okay with it. Like, our palates opened up. Sure. We were good eating this food. Now, here's the thing, though. We went home for winter break, back to the old cooking so we had all the old stuff, the whole family's over, my brother and I are picking out, blah, blah, blah. That night we went to sleep and he and I are talking, we're talking, we're talking. And one of us said like, I don't feel too good. I was like, me, uh, I don't either. Like, oh, you feel no. the same way? It's like, yes. And we were so embarrassed to say to the family that the food, the grease, we couldn't eat it anymore. Our yeah, sister- you don't want to be the family member that's like, I can't eat your food anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But, but our tolerance changed. It really changed. Mm-hmm. So I grew up eating traditional soul food, and then Boston converted me to eating yeah. blueberry muffins sometimes, actually. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you, what's your nutritional thing now? Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Do you eat meat? I'm an omnivore. Okay. <laughs> I eat everything about that. <laughs> me too. I eat everything about that. What's your, what's your vice? Like, what's, what's, your, what's your favorite fun food? Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Ribs. Either uh-huh. either ribs or a rib. You know what a rib tip is? Yeah. Oh, see, I got to take you guys to eat. You What's a rib tip? Mm-hmm. So a rib tip is when they take the rib and they take the end of it and they yeah. chop it off. And so it's about this big. And it has some of the grits in there, but it has a lot of fat and meat. Uh-huh. And sugar. It's sugar from all the barbecue sauce and everything. You get, if you have a whole <laughs> sandwich of that, it's the most delicious thing ever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And also, my other thing is um, I love – I'm a great steak cooker, so I cook ribeyes. Ribeye is my oh, favorite. Okay. Wow. Yum. Nice marbleized ribeye. Sometimes I put a little barbecue sauce on it. Ooh, geez. Yeah. Oh, I'm starving. Listen, uh, you're now, we were just recently on your show and you're now the solo yes. host of The Doctors. Are you yeah. lonely out there? How's that going out for you? It's great. First of all, you guys are great on the show. And um, I know we're, you're going to have us back on again, I hope. <laughs> we haven't like frightened, we're not too disgusting. Yeah, no, it's 100%. <laughs> Talk about sex parties. Um, 
And you both admitted to going to sex parties, right? Yes. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. Yes. There's no, no shame. shame. Matthew, tried, you tried to like, whoa. Yeah, you no know. shame. I just wasn't prepared for yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. That early so in the okay. morning. That's it was, okay. It was, it was 6.30 our time. It was very early. It yes, was. It was um, but anyway, yeah, it's great. The show's great. It's totally reformatted. It's just me. But it's not really just me. I'm the host. But I mm. have you guys come on. Experts come on. So it really is a fun show. It's going to be fast. It's going to be yeah. first. We're going to do a book club we just discussed. We're not just going to talk about medicine. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. wellness and life. I right? love that. Yeah. We just don't want to do procedures all the time. Like, yeah. you know, how do you do this? No, we want people to realize, hey, how do you be aspirational, inspirational? So we have one segment called The Pivot, where we take people who have had to make a pivot in their life, either for health reasons, for financial reasons. Uh, we just had Bobby Brown, the makeup artist. She was on. Uh, mm-hmm. the IP- um, but anyway, so it's going to be a fun show. It's exciting. The producers, by the way, guys, are awesome. The, the production team is just, they're just so hardworking. They're so smart. And we're just excited. Yeah. I know. You stole somebody from our production you team. Did. That's why we know they're fantastic. Uh, Mario, 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 Mario Yates. Mario Mario Yates. He's amazing. Mar- yeah. Oh, he, so good. He ditched oh, no. us for you. So thanks a lot. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we all, you've been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for doing yeah, the show. Thank you. Um, you have, we're, uh, what did hot I want message. to say? Hot uh, message. Yeah, we always end the show with a hot message for the day. So if you have one hot message when it comes to nutrition and mental health, what would you say? Um, my hot message would be this. Food is truly about sustenance and about pleasure. And open up your mind and your palate and try different types of foods. Like, you know, I travel the world eating different foods because foods make you understand other people's culture, but also food makes you feel good. And I think that if people really could understand the connection between food and your gut, something called the gut-brain access, by the way, your Mm. gut influences your brain. Food influences your gut, influences your brain. If you think about about that connection Mm -hmm. uh, and eat wiser and and choose better, then um, you'll be happier um, and more fulfilled. You well, are what you eat. Both think about our stretch receptors. So yes. I'm going to eat with with that in mind. Uh, Dr. Ian Smith, where can we find you on your socials? Oh, yeah. Um, check me out at Dr. Ian Smith. Spell the doctor out. I-A-N Smith. Look for the blue check mark because there are a lot of imposters all of a sudden. Mm. Crazy. Um, and also um, at the Doctors TV on Instagram. Thank you so much, doctor. I hope to see you again <laughs> Thank real you, Dr. soon. Ian. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow, that was just—he's the best. Oh, uh, that he's was the fun. Best. That was he's fun. So, he's yeah. so smart and sexy and cool and. I mean, like, yeah. who else can you know talk about nuts and seeds and have it be? Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and stretch receptors. Wow. Oh my! You know what happened was like. Oh my god! Was that was such the church. That was such was- the church giggles. I don't even know what he said past stretch <laughs> no, receptors. It was but- like. All of a sudden, I thought that I was the one laughing, but as I no. looked at your face, and your, it was bright your red. was just getting bigger and oh bigger, and you were blushing. It was so good. Uh, it was so funny. It was so what, funny. What's oh your hot god. message of the day? Oh my god, I mean, how do I beat that? I think my hot message of the day is actually probably something that Dr. Ian said. It's something that I'm going to take away, which is just my kind of automatic thinking of eating fun foods as kind of like a cheat meal and just flipping the script on that. So I'm shaming myself less, right? Okay. Where I feel like I'm having the pizzas and the ice creams. It's not like, oh yeah, this is the cheat. It's kind of like, no, this is normal and balanced and okay. Right. 
And you've probably had two clean meals by that, knowing you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, my what's hot, your hot message? My hot message is the lesson that I've learned today, which is I eat too fast <laughs> and my stretch receptors is, isn't reaching my brain. So folks, yes. chew your food slowly. Yeah. Chew it, masticate it, enjoy yes. it. Where can we find you on the socials? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MJ Dempsey Psych and Matthew J. Dempsey Psychotherapy on Facebook. You can find us both at the Hot Mess Pod on Twitter and Instagram. DM us yes. on, our, uh, on there or at our personal uh, stuff. You can find me on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook at Alec Mappa. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We love that you keep coming back here and listening to us. We want to bring yeah. you the best show possible. And we're so grateful that you chose to spend the hour with us. So tune in next week for more hot mess fun. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.